that's a great way to start a podcast. <laughs> Everyone fucking lies. Well, thank you, gentlemen, for being welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. Hey, how you Yay. doing? Hey. Hey. You know, me and Bruce just had sushi down the road. I just walking. had t- Taco Bell, so <laughs> I beat you guys. Yeah. And we're walking with my with my baby in the in the pram. We call it a pram. You guys call it, what do you call it? A walk? A, a stroller. stroller. We call it a pram. I don't know what. But anyway, <laughs> we did look like an old gay couple. Bruce, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong You're with that. You trying to all. take away my lesbian girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I sent he Luke. needs a sugar daddy. <laughs> I need little a sugar as daddy. Know, little as you know, I'm a jazz guitar player. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait till he finds out you don't have any money. <laughs> I sent Luke with that picture of the two old lesbian couple in the booth. Yeah. And I said, oh, I told him what the tagline was. He goes, we're all old lesbian couples at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so he is going to be at the on the show at some point, right? He is. I, I think he, Good. No, I think not. I think he's just going to blow us off. I might, he might have, <laughs> he's, kind, he's already using like the you know the dog ate my homework, right? And, and, and I ha, and I ha, and he used I have to rearrange my sock drawer. My and, mouse pad and, and he, broke. And he used, and he used, oh, I've got ants. I've got to let them out. Uh, that's good. You know, my favorite one was on when, when Zach Galifianakis interviewed President Obama. And at the very first, when it opens up, he says, sorry, I had to cancel a couple times. My mouse pad broke. And I had to buy my great aunt some diabetes shoes. <laughs> and President Obama goes, that's okay, Zach. I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised anybody even listens to this show. <laughs> that was a great spot. It's really funny. <laughs> now, Luke did apologize. He said he's happy to do it, but we'll see. We're holding yeah, to it. Yeah, right. He's going to write his quotation marks book. Oh, okay, good. So mm-hmm. he didn't want. He's apparently management and the book people are like, dude, don't be going on any shows talking about all your stories that you're going to put in the book. Okay. So we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but we're going to hold. It should be advertisement for his book. Well, yeah. that's he wants to do that. He wants to come on the show and promote his book. There you go. Well, it's going to yeah, take perfect. him like 20 years it's to probably, write it. I said, so. when's the book come out? And he didn't answer me. He's a so. guitar player. <laughs> yeah. Complete sentences and guitar player are not really synonymous. Hey, yeah. I him sitting down writing a book. God, I'm He's choking write, on my coffee. Sit down and write a book. Bruce, you sat down and wrote a I've book. Done, I've yeah. sat down and written a book, and it takes a little more than you think. <laughs> Just warning you. Oh, but anyway, we'll hold Luke to it. He'll be here when he... Hope so, because he's a funny guy, man. Yeah. He is funny. Hilarious. We, we'll get him on the show. Um, what else? What are you guys... I got a good about? story about him, though. It was really great. One time I met him at Dante's, back when Dante's was... This is a long time Wait, ago. Now, what is Dante's again? Dante's was a jazz club that, that's that been gone for what? Long, it was in the 70s. 25 Where years or something. Yeah. It was so right it was on Lancashire. Lancashire. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was playing there one night, and I remember... Um, Luke came up with this really pretty girl and he said um, yeah Scott this is my new girlfriend Cindy isn't she beautiful and shit (laughs) (laughs) and I said man you're such a gentleman (laughs) beautiful and shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know um, (coughs) Phil Phil DeGry just emailed me some pictures of Lenny Bro playing at Dante's Oh, wow. Yeah, because he used to go there and listen to him, and he recorded a couple of the last shows. Yeah. And he told me that Randy Bachman, is that a person? Yeah, Randy Bachman. Is, yeah, is, I know him. Why would that name sound isn't, isn't he like, isn't that Bachman-Turner Overdrive? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, d- what songs did they have? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Bachman-Turner Overdrive? <laughs> anyway... 
somehow, I guess Phil put those those shows on CD and gave them to one of his students, and the student somehow ended up giving it to Randy Bachman, who is selling it for money and not giving any money to Lenny's family. What? Or, yeah. So apparently Randy, Randy Bachman is some kind of a scumbag. Yeah, wow. according to Phil. Yeah. I don't know because I don't know Bachman Turner Overdrive. I think, I'm not sure, but we I think they suck. That's the same people. I no, like, it is. It's, I, like, I like Kathleen Turner Overdrive better. But. Yeah, Kathleen Turner Overdrive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like Scarlett Johansson Overdrive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, but I don't know. No. Oh, well, that's interesting gossip. Yeah, that's some gossip. Wow. You know I love to gossip. Right. I'm such I'm sure, a lesbian. I'm sure they're making a whole lot <laughs> You're like of the TMZ I'm of sure, guitar. That's me. <laughs> I'm sure they're making a whole lot of money selling that CD. Yeah, yeah. A, li- yeah. a live tape at Dante's. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's enough for Lenny Bro fans. Whereabouts yeah. on Lancashire was it, Dante's? It, well, it's now a Pontiac dealership. Yeah, it's, it's way up by yeah. up by uh, Cahuenga there. You mm-hmm. know, oh, the okay. end, that okay. end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But I sure met a lot of baked potato. met a lot of people there, you know, just playing there a lot because that was sort of tribal tech's home oh really before yeah when we would play that's where we would play and, and, they, and um yeah they tore it down they tore it down but so many people played there yeah i used to play there wow yeah we, freddie hubbard would come in and get really wasted it you know at the toward the end of the night Howard Roberts was there almost. Howard like, oh, Roberts really? was always playing there, yeah. Really? Wow. And he was hanging there when he wasn't playing. Yeah, and Jody Oreo too, and How all those did, guys would play there. It, now, I keep getting this from the, the listeners, the, all two of them. Um, Jody Oreo, can we get Joe on the show? Is he fit yeah, enough? Yeah, Joe lives in Connecticut. He's yeah, in but of Connecticut. course, he would love to come on the show if he's yeah. ever out here, which I don't anticipate yeah, him coming. He keeps talking show. about coming out, and, and we were going to have like a tribute to him at the school. Right. Um, but it, they haven't worked it out yet. We actually had a tribute to him I at MI. I. Did you go to that? No, I was. Yeah, I was town. there, and it was really amazing because I saw so many people from when I was a student at MI, like a lot of the teachers yeah. who have since moved to various places in the United States, and they all came for that. So it was a super big reunion i saw so many people that i hadn't seen in many years yeah it was really fun wow. it was really yeah, cool i wish i could have made that now yeah. that's for the people out there that are familiar with joe's work what's what's joe diorio famous for what's his thing what's well i think he was more known as a solo guitarist i mean even though he did play he did i i think in the guitar community he's more respected for his solo guitar prowess you mm-hmm. know because he was really great at voicings and yep. voice leading and just playing chord melody and he had these really stretchy unusual voicings and he was really great at that and then he also i guess he played trios a lot of trios yeah, he played a right lot of trio. and, you know he was very modern had a modern sound you know like harmonic sense in particular a very modern kind of player and uh He's also very famous for teaching. I mean, he was Pat Metheny's teacher wow, okay. and at one point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's had a lot of great students. And he spent a good part of his career teaching. I mean, there's a famous interview with Wes Montgomery where they ask him about guitar players. Who's, you know, who should everybody be checking out? And he mentions Joe. Well, wow. Joe is his roommate. Really? They lived together for a while. Wow. Yeah, in New York. <laughs> yeah, he lived with Wes Montgomery for a bit. 
That'd be interesting to pick his brain. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And Joe would love to come on the show. I know. I can just, but I mean, it's just a matter of getting. He in. lives in Connecticut. Yeah. And uh, he's not in the best of health. Yeah. Right. We, it must be getting on now, right, Joe? He's probably mid late seven. He's probably late seventies, eighty okay. maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess he was 70 when I took over for him at USC. Oh, that's right. You took his spot, right? And and I kind of took his spot at MI. Oh, wow. So you guys oh, so this is like the Joe DiOrio yeah. Uh, yeah. substitute camp. Because Joe, Dior- Joe DiOrio was the jazz guitar player at school. <clears throat> and that, and yeah. then they had, for a while, they had um, Ron Este, but he left. Mm-hmm. And then... Boy, then they had. Well, actually, that's not really true because I'm not really. I'd think Sid Jacobs is probably Sid closer Jacobs. to Joe than I am. Oh, yeah, and clo- they, were real, they were and, real tight. Yeah, and so Sid is probably the guy that if people wanted to learn chord melody style, they would go to Sid because the reason I said didn't mention him is because Sid bailed for a while and he wasn't around. He went to India, okay. but he's back that's now. Fairly, oh, Sid's back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sid, he's back. I remember a jazz teacher at MI that was kind of a cranky bastard. That might have been Joe. <laughs> no, it wasn't Joe. I didn't have Joe. I'm Could have been Joe Pass. No, it wasn't <laughs> he Joe. was kind it of was a cranky Joe. bastard, yeah. No, it wasn't any of those guys. It was it was way, way after all those guys. Mm-hmm. Did um, he have white hair? I, I want to say it was it was one of the jazz guys at MI. Just he was he was busting your balls the whole time. Did he have time. glasses? I think so. It could have been Joe. Could no, have. it wasn't Joe. I would have known if I had listened okay. to Joe DiOrio. I think it was Sid Jacobs. It could Might have been. been. Yeah, Sid. Sid's... I don't know if I'd call him cranky, but he's... I don't know. It depends on who he has to teach. He's a nice yeah. guy. Sid's well, really, maybe it's yeah, not him. Sid's there was nice. one guy, jazz guy, and he was known throughout with all the students. He's like, oh, he's such a dick. Huh. Boy, I don't know who that would be. Well, why don't you text somebody who went to school with yeah. you? Yeah. Van Gogh. Yeah, you can I find can text, out. Text Mark, him right now. Van Gogh. Who yeah. was the, him right now. Who was the yeah. ja- dicky jazz guy at yeah. MI? We, we, the inquiring minds want to know. I'm wondering <laughs> if, 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 if I'm turned up loud enough. My little my little rat turds on the, on the screen aren't as big as everybody else's. I do that. And mine's really loud. Yeah, you're too yours. loud, Scott. You're yeah. just taking over. Chris is in four. Scott's in... Mine look like Six. mice turds, and you guys mm-hmm. look like a big squirrel turd. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I'll find out who it is. Yeah, find out who it is. Um, and I asked Van Gogh to come on the show. Speaking of he- turds, I took a picture of another stander <laughs> the other night. Like, I was on a walk with Ruby, and she laid a stander in the street. And I took a picture of it, and I swear to God, there's a holy face on it. Again. Amazing. I In one find, of your I'll dog turds. You. Yeah, look. Great. We should actually post these because I feel we're sharing stuff between us that I know the I, audience want to well, really I don't watch. know if the audience really wants to see this, but we might as well put it up there and find out. Yeah, we should get some input from the, the listeners. I'm sure they're interested in knowing about Scott's dog turds. We can't find it now. I thought I saw it. Well, lull. Yeah, yeah right. Okay, well, can, well, can we, we talk about something else? It actually looks like a skull. You see the skull? See the skull? <laughs> you see it? 
I see a dirty dog turd. Did you see the skull right there? You're looking <laughs> you're looking through the dog turd. I'm looking at the image of a skull wow. in the dog turd. That's um Yeah. <laughs> oh there's the holy face right there. It looks like it could be the Mother Mary or something. Look, look. Right there, you see it? There's the eyes, there's the nose, there's the mouth. Oh, it's definitely Mother and she's Mary. She's turned up. Yeah. And see her see her long hair coming oh. down? Oh wow. Duh. <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding. Do you think I'm kidding? I'm serious about these holy faces. You've studied these a lot. And my than dog's poop. And I've seen way more than just this one. There's what tons kind, of What them. does this mean, Scott? I don't know. What kind of a sign is it? It's like the Ruby's a holy dog. She's the Australian dog? Yes, she is. She's well, an that's Australian, Australian that's, shepherd. That explains everything right there. I told you they were all taken. We're, here we are watching out for Muslims and Mexicans. It's the Australians <laughs> that are taking over. But. Right? They're stopping us coming in. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I'd love to get uh. Joe on the show. Um, that'd be nice. Enough oh, about, but enough about other people. What about us? Joe. Yeah, what about you guys? That what was kind of cool. I would like to get Joe on the show. Joe on the show. I'd love to get Joe on the show. <laughs> it's good. I like yeah. that. I yeah. don't hear an accent. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening? Come uh, on, let's talk about yeah, us. Scott, what have you been doing? Uh, you don't want to know what I've been doing. It's just. Uh, have you been writing? Yeah, and, oh, and no. it's just. If you want to just take it into a really super dark place, we can talk about that. But I don't think you want to. Well, let's start with Bruce, and then we'll, we'll work backwards. Yeah, I'll depress them enough so that they won't notice you. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, uh, I've been busier than a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. <laughs> I did a, a fun little festival up in Seattle, and then, uh, and then I came back and uh, caught up with my kids at school right before spring break. And I'm excited about the show I got coming up next Saturday. Here in L.A., it's going to be a double bill with uh, my Red Guitar show. And then the second set, I'm going to do my new project, Junkyard Duo. And I got this really cool drummer uh, who's going to do it with me named Jay Bellarose, who most people will know who he is. He does a lot of great stuff. He's on Alan Toussaint's last record, and he's plays with a lot of people. Right. He's going to be a fun little Junkyard partner. And it's at the Coffee Gallery Backstage, which is a really cool place to hear music. Very quiet, very theater-oriented. It's in Altadena, or Ultradina. Which is Pasadena way. kind of Pasadena-ish. So it's not, if you're in L.A., you can make this show. It's like Easy. 10, 15 minutes. Well, it's, it's in the Pasadena area. Right. Yeah, off 210 Freeway. This is this Saturday. So This coming Saturday, so the 18th of... of March, yeah. and it's a matinee. It's three o'clock. Oh, was it just the one show? I'll do one set of red guitar, take a break, and then I'll do a set of junkyard duo. If anyone turns up with a guitar wank T-shirt, they get they get. I'll bring. I'll give them guitar wank picks. Oh, that's cool. Or anybody mentions guitar wank, and they'll get a pick. Well, they go. Go to the show. It'll be yeah. good. So it'll be a good show. And if yeah. for those people, you know, I haven't done good. I haven't done the red guitar over on that side of town. So it, you know, and and it's and it's of course it's got a whole bunch of new stuff in it. Anyways, if people have seen yep. it, so sweet. That'd be cool. I'm excited about that project. This Saturday, Altadena. Yeah, and the red guitar. I've been playing that guitar pretty much exclusively, except for when I'm playing the resonator with the junkyard thing. Yeah. 
And I've got new strings I'm using on it, which are kind of interesting, really surprising. Wait, you talked about them. Did I before? Yeah. Okay, never mind. But you, you mentioned still using you, were, them. you were digging them and it was helping yeah, they, the they, red they guitar. really help for like people who play like really like acoustic sounding guitars mm -hmm. and they're, they're uh, and they're you know an arch top that's an acoustic with floating pickups. You know how like sometimes the bottom end gets so howly and big, you know wants to feed back and wants to be real, you know. Um, this this really mitigates a lot of that and still keeps the it's those, the bell like tone you strings? like. They're called uh, nickel bronze, nickel which bronze. which makes no sense to me, but uh, they're Daddario nickel bronze. Yeah, and they were originally developed for flat pickers, I guess, to have a little bit more bright and cut, you know, for for like, for, you know, flat top guitars. But right, but but so much bronze in the alloy, I guess, cuts down on the amount of energy that the magnet gets from the winds. Right. So while it doesn't cut it out completely like a phosphor bronze string would and make you kind of almost dead on the bottom end, because all you get is the core then, yeah. this has a lot. And it's, it's definitely a lot less forward and loud and electric bass kind of sound, but it's a lot more acoustic. Yeah, so it's that's working with that setup really well. It's, you know, I mean, I'm thinking the whole idea of like the way jazz players, you know, I mean, like my L5 has got built-in pickups. So it's an electric guitar, and it's made to be that way, and it you know works really great, and I love that thing. But these guitars that are kind of made to be acoustic archtop guitars with floating pickups, you know, I think all of us are sort of treating them as if they're Strats or or L5s. I think like the, I really think like the L5 almost has more in common with the Strat than it does with my red guitar. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And so I've been really thinking how that's all and the interface with the amp. The interface with the pickup, and also, you know how like a lot of acoustic guitar players use preamps. You know what I mean to yeah. work to work out the sound with a with an amp. You know to get a good acoustic sound. I'm beginning to wonder if maybe that's something worth us jazz guys who play these, you know, really well made acoustic arch tops with floating pickups. Those of us that do that, maybe these uh, these kind of really cool preamps. Might be worth investigating be, and treating the guitar more like an acoustic guitar we're trying to make loud versus treating it like an L5 or a Strat <coughs> that's now interfacing straight with yeah. the amp. You know. I had a great LR, LR Bags. Yeah, LR like Bags great. makes good ones and Fishman makes good ones. And yeah. I haven't even really begun to, as you know me, I'm trying to go less equipment, not more. Well, but, those are, up a can of worms. but those preamps, that's a pretty small piece of yeah. stuff. And, and you know, if it's really good, you might even be able to go right into a powered monitor. Anyway, oh, for sure, yeah. And not not even have an amp. Yeah, yeah. So, You're, anyways, that's just... What's a floating pickup? Okay, the floating pickup is it's not built into a harness into the face. It's actually, like, suspended above the face of the guitar. Like, But I thought when I borrowed your red guitar, it had a pickup built into the guitar, didn't it? <laughs> it didn't. That pickup is actually floating on top of the guitar. Floating the attached to what? Attached to the pickguard. Oh, it's attached to the pick guard. Yeah, interesting. I never noticed. Yeah, that. it's got it's got like you know the pick guard's there and it's got like a little weight, a flange. Yeah, and then it screws into the the pick guard. So it screws it just, into it the pick It hangs off the pick guard. But and I put a little piece of felt under it so it doesn't bounce. But on isn't it. that the same thing exactly as like a humbucking pickup in a pickup mounting ring? No, no. Why? Because if it's in the mounting, it's actually it's actually interacting with the face of the guitar in a completely different way. 
it's built into the actual mass of the top. Uh-huh. This is hanging. This is not interacting at all with the top. Oh, okay. Huh. And, and and like I say, I really believe that my my L five almost has more in common with your Strat than it does with my with. with well, maybe more like a Les Paul, or you know, because it has humbucking pickups. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, but but I'm just saying any guitar that's got an elect- like electric guitar. Yeah, yeah, it's an electric guitar versus an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And um, this, yeah, I never noticed that about that guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Well, there you go. And, and so then it was a si- it had a single coil pickup then, when I played and that, it. And now, now it's got you put a humbucker, humbucker but it's it. also got a coil splitter, so it can be single coil oh, too. Oh, cool. Okay. Because remember, it had that little switch on it. That that single coil you had had two options: a high output, and low output, mm-hmm. and so it had a little switch. I see. So I figured since I had the switch, I just Ken Armstrong made me a humbucker that had a coil. Oh, okay. Split. Cool. So I can still get the single coil thing if I want. Cool. Okay. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. You're not going to like blow that off as total idiotic. Bullshit. No, no. I I totally get it. I just I'm just trying to picture it, and I can't picture it in my mind because it's been so long since I saw the guitar. Yeah. But I, but yeah. I but now I learned something because I didn't know that there was a difference between a floating and non-floating. Oh, I, I think it's I a no huge idea. difference. Well, I mean, it's the difference between like a Johnny Smith guitar and an L5, yeah. which. Someday yeah. just play them both and you go, holy shit, there's a difference in the sound, yeah. difference in the, the sound of the box, too. Because mm-hmm. in order to put the pickup in, they have to build the face a little more strongly because right. of the harness for the, sure. for the pickup. Therefore, you know, you've got a much less acoustic instrument. I got it. I got it. Cool. Scott, mm-hmm. do you have anything to add? Nothing. Wow, cool. I actually yeah, made some sense. Nothing. Maybe. I, I just got through. Uh, nothing to say, actually, tonight. I'm actually just fucking pissed off, is what I am. What are you, what are you why, pissed, why off, are you pissed off? off? Just because, you know, I'm just writing. I'm always pissed off when I'm writing because, you know, <laughs> who isn't? I, 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 if, if you're having fun when you're composing, then you're writing a piece of shit. I can tell you that. <laughs> Anybody that's having a good time composing is writing a piece of shit. That's a fact. So awesome. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I'm having a miserable well, that, that, that really, really kind of, that explains a lot of what I've written. Man. I actually do remember. So I, I, used so to blame, really I used to blame mad. it on the drugs, but now I'm I do I'm remember so John Lennon saying exactly the same I'm just thing. bad because, you no, know, there's I a lot of people who feel that way, you know I mean? Just like writing a novel. There's a lot of people who have a good time writing, though, too, you know? Yeah. I mean... I just hate it. I, yeah. I come in and, and I write and I spend a whole day writing and then I wake up the next morning and come in and listen to what I wrote and erase the whole fucking thing and start all over from scratch. And I've done this just so many times I can't even count. But I just want to say that that is the sign, really, in my estimation, of a true artist. Uh, no, no, my mom yeah. was an artist. Right. And she would, like, do a painting. And I thought it was okay, you know, pretty good, you know, and it was close enough to make it great, you know, with what, and she would just like paint over it and wow. start again. Well, at this rate, I should have a new album in 2032. I would, <laughs> <laughs> I should be about like 95. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's okay. Looking forward to that, Scott. I'm going to start promoting now. Yeah, I'll start promoting it yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, 30 years later, man, it's going to sell like hotcakes. You should do a Kickstarter now. <laughs> yeah, start Kickstarter now. By then, I'll have three or four million. Right. <laughs> really, man. <laughs> <laughs> All 
I would like that. But you know what? I would add something to get my mind off my wor- my work because <laughs> you know this is a good maybe this is good therapy for this me to come therapy. here and get my mind off my work. Therapy. Go ahead, go but, ahead. But lay you it know on. what? I will. You know, speaking of that, the howling issue. You know, I found a really interesting way, and for all, for anybody that's listening who's have trouble with their 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 strats or their Les Pauls or whatever howling, because you know when you turn up loud enough and you're playing with gain, the pickups howl. You've experienced that on gigs, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a way to fix it. Is that the same thing as really an acoustic guitar? Howling? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. you know, just a real low annoying like thing a that sympathetic happens, feedback super sympathetic feedback and you know you can fix it by simply just grabbing the pickup with your fingers and pinching a little bit and it stops so it's just the interaction with the pickup and the amp and the loudness and gain of course adds to the problem in fact i talked to a couple of rock player friends of mine and, and they go well you know rock players a lot of rock players i guess They've developed this technique with their little finger on the volume knob, and they just turn the guitar down between phrases. You know, they just shred for a while, and then when they take a break, break they just turn the guitar off. Yeah, but turn my, it back my on. One, and, this guitar, you know, granted, of course, if I stay away from the speaker, I've got a lot more leeway. Yeah. But this guitar is really hyperacoustic. There's certain, sometimes it'll get in a room where there's a frequency that the room mm-hmm. likes that the guitar. Yeah, just like a microphone. Yeah, does. and 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 um, it will do it inside the phrase. Yeah. Yeah, it's you know, just, I mean, it's not just when the guitar is not doing anything. Yeah. Of course, all of us hollow body guys have developed this really horrible technique, but necessary of keeping our fingers on the low, uh, keeping our our palms, palms back on the string, of our palm right, on the sure. string when we're playing sure. on the high strings. You know that we all do because I think because if you play as loud as I do, or have played in many loud bands as I have, and you play things like L fives and acoustic arch tops, mm-hmm. you're going to be dealing with that. It's just what it is. But what I was going to say is that um, there's a way to fix it. Um, and John Sir found this out, and, and I have it on the... You know, I have a bunch of Sir oh, guitars. Didn't you talk about this the other week? Oh, did I? With the screws under the pickups? Yeah. Yeah, just put two screws under the pickups, and right? it really helps. And then you said... I don't know if anyone's going to say, oh, he hasn't got those two screws under the pickups. He said some joke like that. Well, actually, the thing is, is that <clears throat> if you put four screws across the pickup like in the pickup cavity mm-hmm. and and they're they're like in other words you're sort of like covering the the low strings and the high strings with four equally placed screws across the pickup cavity you're going to change the tone of the guitar because when you fuck with the pickup's magnetic field yeah it's going to change the change tone, the tone yeah. so what i found out is that you don't do it on the high part of the pickup you just do it on the low part of the pickup and it's far less the tonal change it may be a very small tonal change but i don't really notice it um on the low strings i mainly notice it on the high strings and yeah. i've done recordings to, to to compare and you know like recorded the guitar without the screws then recorded the same exact thing with the screws and i noticed that if you just have the screws in the bottom part of the pickup just like two screws close to the A and between like, you know, surrounding the A, the wound strings, right? Then you don't, it doesn't affect the tone of the top part of the pickup, but it does really help with the howling. And and you can turn up louder and play with more gain without that howl. Mm -hmm. And it really works. Because what it's doing is it's just, the idea is to put it as close to the pickup as the strings are on the other side of the pickup. 
so you've got equal pull on the pickup from the screws on the bottom and the strings <coughs> on the top. Right. And it really helps totally it. stops that howl. It's really wow. it's a really great way to do uh, it. So I, all I need to tone. do is put a few screws in the face of my guitar. Not in the face. <laughs> <laughs> No, yes, the face. Yeah, right in the just face. Just in the face. Just yeah, it's do it. the part right you there can, down the bottom of the guitar. I'll do it right now. Yeah, <laughs> in the bottom of the guitar, the really nice part where the really pretty wood is. Just get a drill and just don't get expensive screws. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they so got to be the they got to be the right kind of metal it. too. You can't. You're right. They have to have some magnetic steel steel screws. Right. Yeah. So, so, they're, so they're magnetic. That Gretsch they built that with uh, the center block down the middle to help it with that. Right, well, yeah, that that makes it a solid body, basically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that I got 335 has one of those. And I, also, while we're talking about gear, I just want to give a shout-out to Celestian, who who I'm endorsed I'm by. I'm familiar with Celestian. Celestian, yeah. What do they, what uh, do they do? Yeah, ask Jimi Hendrix or Jimmy Page or... <laughs> Our yeah, Jeff what Beck, have they done lately? Or Jeff Beck or, or, or Richie Blackmore or anybody. <laughs> <laughs> just about anybody. Are They'll they tell an endorser? You. Well, I'm endorsed by Celestian, and and and. They don't um, endorse Guitarlink. Well, I don't know. Maybe I've never talked to Rick about it, but anyway, <laughs> Rick Skillman has been kind enough to send me speakers, you know, and and I just want to congratulate them on they have their Celestian Plus site up now, and they're selling their IRs, yeah, and they're really good. They sound so, amazing. Now you mentioned a little bit of this before, but it is kind of like now I can mention it for stuff, real. Yeah, but they're selling stuff that. Competes with their stuff. Well, I mean, I just for the studio. I don't know if it uh, competes with their stuff because their speakers are for live. This is for the studio. Right. Yeah, but and couldn't you run an IR through a powered monitor? You could, sure, but then I don't know too many guitar players who'd want to listen to themselves through a monitor. You know, because that's a drag. You know, monitors are. You put stage, it behind you, though. You could, but stage monitors are usually trashed. You know, and they they don't sound so good. Unless you got a really good one, like a Myers or something like that, mm. which I've seen, and sometimes I get to use them, but but because um, right. I just put a you know I put a little tiny bit of guitar in the monitor just for detail. No, I'm and, thinking about you know, using it for an amp. But that's what I'm saying. You could, but you might be bringing your own foldbacks. Yeah, you you would. Pr I mean, it's rare to get a good monitor on it. On a club stage, most of them, you know, metal bands have played there, and they're all trashed and 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 half dead and blown. And I don't think you would want to use. I mean, I know oh, I know but, guitar but, players. Okay, another another but scenario. It, you could I do get it that. though. Let's say you had like a Meyer or whatever, good, you really bring good that studio, with you, yeah. and you could lose. You could you could set it up so you could use the Greenback for one tune, and you could use the. The brown back for you another, I mean, yeah, and, and, you, and you could yeah. bring, you could use a twelve, sure. and then you could switch it to tens for yeah. comping or mm -hmm. something. You could do that, yeah, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I think you know the main use is for you know people that live in an apartment and can't, you know they they can't turn up. Yeah. And this way you can use your pedals and your amp, even if it's a hundred watt head, you can turn it up and crank and go into these speakers, these virtual speakers, and they just sound amazing. Like they've, there's a, they've spent some money on doing this, right? Yeah, uh, because uh, I bought the, um, and I will buy a lot more, but right now I just bought the Greenback package. And they've got some Greenback in a 4x12, which is what I use. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine came over, you know Adam Stark, mm -hmm. he came over. And we just did kind of a sh IR shootout one day, a couple weeks back. And um, man, there's this one Celestian, um, there's this one... IR. It's called Greenback Balanced. Mm -hmm. 
and it sounds so much like my cabinet. I can't really tell wow. the difference in the tracks. I can't. I can't tell really? the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also using a new um, IR player called Mix IR. Redwires makes it, mm -hmm. and it will play longer samples than the other IR players will. It plays eight thousand milliseconds which is eight seconds so we can play a reverb or anything oh wow yeah yeah so it doesn't truncate the speaker so some of these speaker irs are 500 milliseconds long so you're not just hearing the speaker but you're hearing a, maybe a little bit of the room sound and you know you're hearing the whole clunk of the speaker which which is you know yeah it's i don't know if it's 500 milliseconds but um <clears throat> anyway you're definitely hearing the whole thing the people that made these samples, you're hearing the whole sample right. in this in this IR player. It's very easy to use, and uh, boy, it just it's just amazing. This technology just keeps improving, and now it's to the point where I couldn't even tell which one was my real cabinet and which one was the IR. Wow! So Celestians done really done a good job. You get to choose your microphones and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they you get like a big folder of all the different mics. Though, to tell you the truth, the only one I like is the 57. 57, yeah. 57, and they have a few mixes with 57 and a ribbon, you know, 57 and a, and a Royer or something like that. Yeah. And some of the mixes are nice, too. Yeah, but they're, they're wow. really, they really sound great. Just Let's amazing. Check that out. Yeah. They even have a left and right room mic. So you can, you know, put the, the left room mic and pan it hard left and put the, and just, just, bring them up just a little bit enough to hear them yep. and you have a it's like a stereo room sound you you can get wow which is pretty 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 you know amazing
to it in their car while, yeah, the, while their right. motor's going and the air conditioning's going. Right. Jeez, and for the people who, who, you know, have tried so many of these amp modelers and hate them like I do, you, you have a chance now to, to use your own amp and your own pedals and get your sound and the only thing that you're, that's virtual is the speaker. Which is great and for re recording. Yeah, boy, you can go to town, you can record all night. Yeah. <laughs> you record till six in the morning. Nobody can hear you. Yep. So no police. <laughs> I try to avoid the police whenever possible. <laughs> Takes all the fun out of uh, yeah. soundproofing. Oh, well, I, I'll tell you. You know, I told you that story when my neighbor could hear my, my, you know, my cabinet. And I went over to his house. I told you that story. And it was loud. Isn't, isn't it amazing? Like, I've soundproofed this studio pretty intensely. And you throw, like, a 4x12 and... Chunk chunk. Oh, dude. It just travels. I'm looking at Sound your, travels. I'm, I'm looking out your door right yeah, here. If I brought my 4x12 in here and cranked it, Let's the see. police would be here in 10 minutes, even if yeah. it was 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy how yeah. much you have to do. It's amazing how loud a 4x12 is in, Sound a, in a neighborhood. Sound travels through everything. You know? It's incredible. Whereas on stage, you know, I've played so many rooms where I'm playing a 100-watt head, and I'm pretty cranking it depending on the room yeah. you know it's a big huge room and i'm cranking it and it really doesn't seem that loud to me but at my house <laughs> it's it's like holy crap loud as hell really loud that yeah amp, yeah that old brick 120 yeah. is yeah the police will enough. definitely show up there's yeah. no doubt about it <laughs> so um i got some emails here that are, i think are probably important to get to because it's been a little bit this is from Brent. Do you guys know Brent Flory? I don't know. He just, he wrote, hey, Troy, suck a dick. Is that what he said? <laughs> oh, did you get that letter from Michael Ross? That's good. It's next. Oh, good. Because I hope you got that letter because it was really great. <laughs> so, so he awesome, says, hey, man. Troy, suck a dick. 
Wow, that's really a nice... No, okay. but he says, just kidding. But seriously, finally <laughs> someone mentions John Mayer and no one chimes in. Carry on, wake a pop it, wake a pop it. Did we mention John Mayer? I don't remember. I, maybe I did. Maybe someone. Tell Scott Bloby. I probably did. <laughs> Tell Scott <laughs> Bloby. I love it. What's, what's, hey, he sounds like a nice guy. This is, what is, this, what is he, John nice Mayer's character. agent? I don't know. <laughs> is he just a John Mayer stalker? Mate, well, he sent me a John Mayer video, so I'm going well, to I guess it he is. He's a at stalker. At some point. Hey, he told me to blow him, so he's got to be somewhat okay. <laughs> I had a big, I had big problems with John May for the longest time, and now I'm just like, he seems like he's, he's really pulling his shit together. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. You know whatever. what I mean? It's guys okay. are doing what they do. I mean, what kind of? Are we, I just want to clear something up. Let's here. clear are, it up. Are Bruce, we? Res- are we fucking responsible of mentioning everybody who ever played a guitar? Guitarists are like that. You have. Everyone's got to well, know. It's like, dude, their favorite guitar player, dude, they're going to be mad. Somebody, somebody's got to figure out that we're just hanging out and we talk about who we feel like. And, you know, there's a lot of great players that I've, if, after all these episodes, I've yet to mention. And, you know, it's just because they didn't come up in conversation. And I'm not trying to avoid them. I'm not trying to play favorites. I mean, you people, get alive. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, you know, he was just in town and I missed him, Ralph Towner. Yeah, it was just here. I know, he played a blue whale. I wish I'd caught that. I would. I, I wish I had caught it too, man. Because yeah. the last time I saw it, saw him, he played a duet with John Abercrombie at our school. It was really nice, and I, I love Ralph Towner. He's a I, great, now, great I'm guitar not player. With oh Ralph. man, great guitar player, man. player. Really good. It's getting and, a bit um, a bit old with all these great guitar players. All I hear about is great man. Ralph Towner has this band called Oregon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's oh, like yeah. an acoustic band with pa- Paul. What's his name? Paul McCandless. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I Colin Walcott. That's was the right. Drummer, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, Glenn Moore was the bass right. player. And really beautiful acoustic jazz music and it's yeah. just really really just kind of dark and moody but moody just really and almost indian influenced oh, wow. and, yeah. and uh very very cutting edge it was beautiful yeah, i have and three or four of their acoustic, records yeah. just yeah. really beautiful music real west and, coast sensibility yeah. you know like ralph towner's great spiritual kind of vibe yeah. Yeah. but he's got he's got serious tone on acoustic guitar like real tone like in his fingers you know and a lot, a lot of guitar players that are really good on acoustic, they hit the strings really hard. They kind of plink, plink, plink. And I don't want to mention names, but Ralph Towner is not would. one of those guys because he has a touch. Tommy, Tommy Emmanuel, he he's well, a... Now, there's another tone he's a, guy. No, he just yeah. wrecks the guitar. He wrecks no, the guitar. No, but he has he tone. Does. He has tone in his Man, fingers. He's I, hope he I hope he doesn't have sex like he plays. <laughs> But he can He'd play. With, he really has a lot of finesse. On you <laughs> yeah. know, t- Tommy does when he wants when he when he wants to make the guitar really sound beautiful. He knows how to do it. Oh and, yeah, of Tommy's and, God. Uh, and and and, uh, and Ralph yeah. is the same man. He's yeah. just incredible touch. And, and yep. plus, he's, his sense of harmony is really awesome, man. He's yeah. really good. Seriously, I didn't even... So I didn't even know about that he was in town. I would have gone to see that. Yeah, I would have too, but I was out of town. I did know, but I was out of town at the time. Well, would he would, he would have been a, probably a good guy to get on the show. Hmm? Ralph? Yeah. I'd call him, but yeah, he's, he's in New Where York. Where does he live? New York, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I guess Mr. Michael Ross mm-hmm. emailed me. I emailed him back and said, Michael, I'm really sorry I got your city wrong because I thought he lived in the Bay oh, Area. Oh, that's right. He lives he, in Nashville. He lives in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, what, Nashville what, what did he do? Michael, we well, do we, we've talked to him before. Michael Ross interviewed me for Vibe Station <clears throat> and Guitar Player. Oh, cool. And so, and he also did, he was nice enough 
that the stuff that wouldn't fit in guitar player, a lot of kind of like recording stuff that was just too much, it was too much to fit in the magazine, he put in his other magazine, Guitar Modern, or Guitar Mod Modern. He spells it with an E at the end, so maybe it's Guitar Modern. 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 Or Guitar Modern. I don't know. I probably fucked that up again. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> I got your city wrong, and now I'm spelling the name. I'm, I'm pronouncing your magazine butchering wrong. So butchering everything. Butchering everything. Guitar Modern. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So anyway, Michael's so, a great guy. And, well, Michael um, writes, and I guess he was in the gym when he heard his name on the other episode. So oh, he was okay. deeply honored because he yeah. religiously listens to the show. He's a big guitar wanker. Thanks. Yes, we're bigger than that, Jesus. He's probably <laughs> he's probably at the gym right now. Michael, we mentioned your name again. Troy, he meant. I, he writes to me. He says, "I meant no disrespect." When he uh, pained, he said it was pained him to hear me just trying to describe the brown box. <laughs> it was really. I listened to that. That was really bad of me. How I, I called those guys. Just the fact a, that they call it a brown box right, is well, suspect. <laughs> But I did call the company twice and apologize. It's a standard, basically. We it's know. a standard box. <laughs> I, 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 I emailed them and called them and left them messages telling who I was and what I did and how, how I botched the description and apologized because I wanted to find out more information and hopefully I could build, get a they dialogue. They get back to you? you know what? No, they ignored well, me Well, I just want to <laughs> say this. I know you guys keep making fun of me, but we've got to post these standards up on the website so people can actually see the religious faces okay, okay, okay. in my okay, dog's okay. poop. We're back. We, we have wasted a lot of people's time with this. We should at least go the extra distance. Is, yeah. Where are we going now? We're gonna, he wants to put I the want to pictures. I want to put my poster, my, post, uh, my pictures of my dog's poop. Do do, don't we have a place to do that we on can, the website? We'll, we'll do it on the Facebook but, Yeah, please. Facebook's even better. Let's do it. I, mean, I think that's the perfect all, place to put a for, bunch of shit on there. First of all... I mean, how many dogs... Why should we be different than anybody else? How many dogs poop and their, their big log stands straight up vertically? I mean, that's weird enough as it is. It's, you know what? But the fact you, that there's a holy face these, in it, right? they're standers. Okay, you need to send them to me and I'll post them. Okay, I will. And you can make yeah, actually, little you, you got to post them on your site too. I will. Okay. Okay. But it's anyway, all, back don't, to don't, my, don't embarrass now us. Now Michael was... He was um, brought in with dog turds, but <laughs> he said... Isn't that nice, Michael, that you were mentioned in the same conversation with dog poop? Yeah, man. Well, <laughs> you know. awesome. He'll be happy about that. Sure, sure. He'll be All right, so be. if Michael's in, in town, we'll get him on the show. Definitely. Michael absolutely. Be funny. Michael, yeah, because, come oh, on man, the show he's probably interviewed everybody there is. Oh, except, except me. Yeah. Except us. Except, except Bruce. Yeah. Right? But that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. well, that's cool. I wonder if Michael yeah, would do. Look, look, he's trying to make a living. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Nashville. I go to Nashville a lot, and that's how he knows about the Brown Box. Okay. It does. It is a bad name, Brown Box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it goes I mean, with the standards, though. Well, they've been calling Eddie Van Halen sound the Brown, brown sound, sound, and it's right. like I wouldn't want to have a Brown right. sound. I mean, Jesus. Who would? Did That's you see that? You, UPS. you saw the South Park, right? What? The brown note. You saw the South Park <laughs> with the brown note. Oh, well, I, I think you should look it up. Everybody should watch that show. Even the fact that UPS uses the word brown in their know, advertising know, is <laughs> really but you see, weird. They, they yeah. did it because they knew no one else would. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, well, what's really cool, Michael, Michael actually gives me, Michael gives me props. He says, Troy, I think you... Yeah. You are great for the show, bringing the everyman perspective 
asking the hard well, who questions. Who the hell are we? Who does we're, it? We're the <laughs> other man. I'm asking the hard, the, the every man questions to you guys. And, and we're like the other man. Well, you guys are the guitar guys. I'm just oh, asking. We, but you're a guitar guy, too. Yeah, well, no, I don't kind of think of myself a guitar guy around you guys. Oh, okay. But, you know, I ask the... The everyman question. Yes, the every tough man. questions. The tough that need questions. To be yeah, asked. really, really. And I keep the show on track. Without <laughs> you guys, you, without me, you guys would be fucked. That's true. So that I think that's true. what Michael's We'd really be back trying at to say. Cindy's having gay lunches. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's just giving me props. Michael, thanks. Let's catch up. Have a beer, mate. And maybe we could, uh, maybe Guitar Wink, a guitar player magazine, would do a um, a story on Guitar Wink. That's what's missing from Guitar Player magazine. Oh, I'm sure they miss us a great well, deal. Well, it's, it's missing <laughs> well, that every chance You know do. what? Why don't they just put us on the cover of Guitar Player? Right. I got I mean, the, now, we got the picture That for would it. break all the rules. It would take yeah. it in a new direction. And I think it would put Guitar Player I've back been, on the uh, Let's map. see. I've been in Guitar Player magazine probably 20 times. Never been on the cover. Uh, but uh, Frank Gabali has, and Carl Verheyen has, and really? Alan Holdsworth has. And Michael, if, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm never, I cannot Michael. get on the cover of Guitar Player. <laughs> I guess I'm just not good enough. Whose cock do you have to suck <laughs> to get on Guitar Player magazine? Well, if you hang out with me, you're definitely not going to get on the cover. <laughs> the I least they can do is put our podcast on. They the can front put cover. Our, our cartoon picture on Guitar mm. Player magazine, or you know, our picture at Cindy's. You know, the two lesbian. Yeah. Couple. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Michael, we've got to catch up, mate, and have a beer. And uh, I go to Nashville quite a bit, so uh, maybe we can we can catch up, have a beer, and talk about the brown box. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I don't want to miss that lunch. I so, <laughs> yeah, really. I so want to um, I so want to get one of those things. I'm not going to explain. You can it. borrow my attenuator. I have one. It's not the brown box, Scott. It's <laughs> it's, it's the same fucking. Well, no, but this is the paint, brown box. You got to paint your attenuator brown. You know? <laughs> maybe if Ruby I paint will, it brown, will, can I loan is, it to you? Or maybe maybe Ruby will do worthy. a stander on it. Then you've got it brown. <laughs> so this one's to all the Alan Holdsworth fans. Oh God, oh, Alan Holdsworth again. Here we go. Here we go. So um, this is from Matt. Linker? Oh, that's, that's Alves. That's yeah. Matt. Okay. Yeah, Matt from Elvis. Well, we, yeah, we were just talking about So you about guys this. were just talking about it. Alan will be playing a show at Elvis in the showroom and suggested that we come down and interview him. And I think you guys <clears throat> might want to do that. What do you reckon, Bruce? Um, I'll do it's it. It's not going to be do the it. same I'm the kind, I, it won't, I, Obviously, you can't be there, which which will be a Scott, great detriment um, to I us can't all. make it because I'm in New York, but, but you guys could go. Yeah, we, we don't have lives. We should go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have lives. Oh, I'm down. We should do it. Yeah, we should go. Not that far down there. I want to go have a beer with Alan. I'll do it. I'll totally do it. You I can't mean. have a beer with Alan. You'll have to have 20 beers with That's Alan. okay. Let's do it. Mm. Then we then won't have to get a room. Or get a room. Now we're sleeping together. What the hell? Um, so when is that happening? Next Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, look, that would shut up all the. Um, well, maybe maybe Alan, Alan wants to come to my gig on Saturday since he'll be around. Yeah, and then he can do an interview with he you. He can interview me. All right. I there you go. We'll do it. Elvis. All right. We'll go see Alan Holdsworth. Okay, and maybe we'll get Alan on the show, and it'll shut up a few people. Shut up, like everyone. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. <laughs> Uh, this is a funny. This one just made me laugh. Um, okay. Frankie, Frankie Rodriguez. Rodriguez mm-hmm. Oh fuck. Scott. <laughs> Scott. Hedges. Good old Troy. Good old Troy. Hey. Fucking up everybody's name. Yeah, really, man. As long as I keep it consistent. <laughs> it's if really... I start getting names now, 
It's 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 fun. yeah. Yeah, this is going to do great for your citizenship. Man. <laughs> That's right. Trump's going to get me out of yeah. here soon, pretty quick. Can't actually. even pronounce Trump. This is from Frankie. Scott Henderson's playing is the mm. stuff that dreams are made of. <laughs> like nightmares, you mean? That's the next word. Nightmares sometimes. He hey, only because of. His ferocious, ferocious mm. environment mm. only Scott is capable of. <laughs> Some friends tell me, yo, Frankie, dude, you're too much into this creepy looking fella. <laughs> 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 and I say, awesome. yes, if you know what music uh, is about, the creepy one mm, is the one. Mm, That's what I'm right. creepy, all right. You're I'm creepy. like the cre- your creepy uncle. A real music genius. <laughs> That's what you are. A life changer. Thank you, Scott, for making the world a better place to be. Thank you so much. Wow, that, that is Thank really you. beautiful. Man, that all just... that fucking shit where you're feeling bad about your writing. Yeah. You take that home, man. See, this is what you're changing and stop people's kicking lives, yourself Scott. In the ass. Uh, <laughs> 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 that was Frankie, that was beautiful. I'm sorry. Frankie, that was beautiful. Whoever paid you to do that, <laughs> yeah. they really deserve, got their really? money's worth. Uh, <laughs> uh, we should get Glenn Hughes on the show. Absolutely. Is he the singer? <laughs> yeah. Is he Howard Hughes' singer? son? Oh, he's amazing, man. He's a great should, singer. He's, um, he lives I, in you LA. You know what? I, I, he, was, he was proposed to me by Mike Varney to be on Wealth of the Bone. Oh, really? Yeah, but he couldn't do it because he was on tour. And and I think he would have, I think. Because I think he was interested in it because somebody asked him. And he said he would do it. and But he was on tour. But, you know, I still I got Thelma, and she was great. And I got Wade Durham, who's awesome. Awesome and, as well. And so, yeah. So, but, you know, I've maybe, always... Man, maybe we get He's an incredible show. singer. Incredible. Oh, he... But yeah, bass player, Glenn Hughes. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome, man. Um, this is from Vinny's Vinny from Holland. And he's got a guitar school over there. Yeah, I know Vinny. Oh, you know Vinny? Mm-hmm. And um, he put up a big post about Guitar Wank on his website. Oh, that's nice of him. Yeah, Thank you, Vinny. Thanks, thanks, Vinny. thanks man. Thanks, Vinny. We really appreciate it. I've done two or three clinics at his school yeah. in, in Amsterdam. Or I'm not sure if it's Amsterdam or close how, to Amsterdam. How could you even remember that in Amsterdam? Well, <laughs> normally if I'm in Amsterdam, I'm at the red light district, so oh, it probably uh, wasn't in Amsterdam. Such a fun, so, interesting place. Hope, but yeah. anyway, that um, his he's got a great school. It's awesome. He seems like a really positive, fun guy. And Vinny and is a very good guitar player. I imagine really he is. Good. He's he got his play, own man. school. He can play. He's got and his he's own very guitar good. school. You must be good if you have your own guitar school. Mm-hmm. Is that, Bruce, are you going to debate that? Uh, I'm gonna say that there's that's probably not 100 percent universally true. <laughs> so what is Vinny's question? You know, like they say, those that can't do teach, and those that can't teach teach Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so what's Vinny's question? Uh, does he have a question? I don't think he has a question. He just wanted he to just tell wants us, us to push. Oh, he wanted to say you should get Glenn Hughes because he lives oh. in LA, mm-hmm. and um, and he just talked about his school, and he asked if we don't mind if we. He put up the guitar wank stuff on his page, and it's great. It's on page. Great. We're on Thank page. Seven. Great. And if, and if he wants a really shitty guitar player to do a clinic there, have him give me a call. Vinny, why don't you get Bruce over to do yeah, it? Well, clinic? I'm not good enough, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm practicing though. I'm hey, gonna it's sur- Holland. I'm going to surprise you, Vinny, one day. <laughs> but he just asked. We're on page seventeen. It's not like we're first page. Oh well, that's okay. We're seventeen pages in. 
Of what? Of his website. I'm usually 70 pages into Guitar <laughs> Player so when I'm in there. So you have um, to go through 70 pages to get to me. Jeez, Mike. Mike. I wonder how much Michael Ross... Is it Michael Ross? Yeah. yeah. I wonder how much power he's got a Guitar Player. Well, you, you know, I mean, wow. I mean, these days they're putting gear on the cover of Guitar <laughs> Player. So they can't not do even any human beings. Guitar yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let's see. Who should we put on Guitar player cover henderson or a fender twin let's use let's get the fender twin <laughs> i would love that i would love it um <coughs> i'm just looking at through the uh <laughs> a lot of people commented about the quilter amplifier uh -oh. a lot of people were interested and were interested about scott's um <laughs> I'll say what Scott couldn't say. Quil quilter amps suck. They're just convenient. <laughs> that's, all, that's all. If you can fit, lift a Princeton reverb, then maybe you should go acoustic. If you can't lift the Princeton reverb, then maybe you should go acoustic. Mm. Paul says that. Well, well Paul, Paul. <laughs> you know, I mean, all I can say is it didn't work for me, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad amp. I mean, it just didn't work I, for All me. I can say is, Paul, I tried it and I liked it. I mean, mm -hmm. I was amazed how good it sounded coming out of that but small little. I, I have to say something, you know, and I'm going to be, I'm going to just lump every single boutique amp builder into this, this topic or this sentence. And Dumble, right? Every everybody, everyone, okay, everybody, you know. Well, no, Dumble doesn't fall into this category. I'm talking about boutique amp builders who build amps that don't satisfy me, right? And the reason they probably don't. So I had a guy ask me this on my message boards the other day, like, have you ever heard this amp or that amp? And I get this question all the time. Like, they think I'm a guy who routinely checks out amps, and I'm not. I haven't tried an amp in years, except now, for the quilter. No, yeah, that was pretty amazing you did I'm, that. But two questions, why did you try, why don't you check out amps? Because I'm not interested, because I know that most boutique amps suck. Okay. And, and, and I know that if I haven't heard of it, it's probably not any good. And the only reason I'm saying that is because boutique amps are built in garages by guys who usually don't have a 71 Marshall or a Blackface Fender, you know, a Super or something like that, to compare their amps to. You know, so, yeah... Anything sounds good as long as you don't have some kick-ass motherfucker amp right next to it to compare it to. Mm. So you liked the quilter, but you didn't have a 71 Marshall sitting here next to it. But you, you wouldn't know? compare a 71 Marshall to it. I, I had to because that's what I use. Yeah, but you'd have to go into knowing that the quilter was never going to compete with that. I mean, How do I know? Yeah, but it's not designed That's for not that. what they say on their website. They they say, say, well, that one's well, not made to be that. Okay, well, I, whatever. I'm just saying that boutique amps in general, you know. And I'm not saying all of them because I'm sure there are exceptions. Of course right. there are. But do I have the time as a professional musician and, and writer and player to, to be an amp? checker outer <laughs> I, I don't i mean i would literally have to go down to true tone music every month and go down there and 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 you can't even check it out at the store because you can't turn up loud enough to hear what it does so you, i would have to borrow an amp take it home put it on the amp switcher because i have an amp switcher that you know one little click of the foot and you're hearing this amp or that amp into what the same do you use well, Sir made me an amp switcher. Oh, okay. And it's a very simple thing. It's just basically a it's relay an AB box. box. It's an yeah. AB box. Right. So you can plug two amps into the same yeah. speaker and just click between them. Yeah. 
right? Now, I've never heard an amp even come close to my 71 Marshall. Not even close, right? And Or my Fender Bandmaster or mm -hmm. the Dumble made for me or, you know. Yeah. I mean, real vintage quality good amps, right? I haven't heard anything yet. That's not saying there isn't something out there that's better because there probably is. Who knows? But, but I'm just saying that the majority of these boutique guys who show up at the NAMM show and they have their little booth there and they have a bunch of guys wanking out on their amps and they sound like shit, mm -hmm. you, they are building their amps without comparing them to something that's right there next to them and going, okay, I need to make my amp sound better than this. Yeah. And yeah. they're not. Yeah. So, so and, and Quilters, like another company, they're a little different because their whole thing is trying to make the thing lightweight so that you can, you know, not have to carry things. But when I put that thing next to the 71 Marshall, it's just like, are you kidding me? There's, no, there's just no possible way no. that it's not even going to come close to that because it's not fat on the high end. It's not, it does, just doesn't do it. But if you were going to a gig and you were going to play like especially a hollow body through it, which already, already has kind of like a built-in tone because they're so fat sounding, those guitars, nobody's probably going to notice no. that it's not a Fender or something like that because distortion's not involved. And, and, you know, that's a whole other thing. You know, when you're playing a clean, hollow-body guitar, those guitars sound beautiful through a board. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to monitors. I mean, yep. it, they're beautiful-sounding instruments. Electric guitars aren't. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're paddles. They're boat paddles. <laughs> you know? You've got to have a real amp to make those things sound good. A real, serious amp, like a, like a real piece of gear. Yeah. Like an instrument. You know, and I don't think the quilter falls into that category for me. No, I don't for think they. I don't think they were yeah. trying to do that. I think they were just trying to make something decent sounding that's small. And, and they light. did. Yeah, and they, they fucking did. They really did. I really, did. I really don't really know. Did. I won't. You know, first of all, there's a lot of things been said here, so it's hard to go through it all. Uh, I th no, I think they really were are building something that sounds good, and they're trying to at least trying to, and. Um, I got to tell you, I AB'd that amp against your Fender, Troy. Yeah. And it was fatter. It was a fatter sound. They were both good sounds. They were a little different from each other. Of course, my Pro sounds different than your Fender. They're both old black faces. You know, yours is 63 or 4, mine's 65. They're both different. You know, I mean, amps are very different. And the quilter, you know, I mean, for what I needed for, it was sounded good and in the studio a bead against your amp if one thing i kind of liked about your amp was it wasn't as fat as the quilter you know what i mean there was a little more clarity to the crystalness to it personally but back to who's the guy who write the, wrote the letter who's the guy who that started this conversation the letter you read uh joe <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> you, you, have you already deleted the uh, no, email? No, I've already gone through other emails. Okay, but, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, but to, to you, to you who wrote, you know, if you can't carry a Princeton, then go acoustic or something. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> really, really, who the fuck are you? I'd love to hear you play. Really, because, because, because I'll tell you one thing. Scott Henderson, I've heard him play through line six amps. 
at, at, uh. at, at MI, and he sounds like Scott uh. Henderson. You know what I mean? I've played through some of the <laughs> most embarrassing amplifiers and still made sound happen. So it's, it's a little bit more than that. And, and I've heard Fender Princetons and otherwise, and Marshalls, with tubes that were like sucking the big one. Mm-hmm. That were either improperly biased or were buying oh, the farm absolutely, yeah. or, or, were, or were corrupted or whatever you call that shit. And they sounded like a piece of dog shit. Just to have your little vintage little pur- you know purse that weighs too much <laughs> in the back of your fucking car. You know, really, come on. What are we here to do? First of all, we're here to sound as good as we can. But second of all, whatever sound we get, we're here to make music with it and make it sound good. You know, and, and let's all kind of like take a pill and get back on the music bandwagon here for a mm-hmm. second and stop like living and dying. Look, I know I play a lot of Fender amps. A lot of them. Because I go on the road and I don't take an amp with me. And I'm sure, like Scott, he plays a lot of Marshall amps because he doesn't bring his amp, right? You, I can't because I have okay. to fly. So okay. there's no way to so, bring my gear. So you play a lot of them. Some are great. Some are good. Some suck. Some suck. Yeah. Okay. So, so you know, you can go ahead and buy into the vintage this or the Princeton that all you want. But you know what? Here on Earth, <laughs> it's a different story. Yeah. Finished. Well, it, it is because, for, for one thing... If you've got a great sounding vintage amp, my, my amp doesn't leave the house. I mean, I, I just would never bring my Marshall on the road, nor could I afford to, because the, the, the uh, cartage would be just astronomical and I wouldn't make any money. So I rent amps. I do have an OD100, a Sir OD100 in the van in Europe, but lately, I mean, every tour seems to be more and more flying, hmm. less in the van. And I don't know why that is, but it's just the way it is. And I'm flying a lot. So one night I'm playing a Marshall DSL uh, 2000 that's in perfect, pristine condition and sounds great. The next night I'm, I'm playing one that's been trashed by 50 heavy metal bands before it got to me. And the tubes are dead and it's just completely shit and it sounds awful. And there's a big difference. Is it, Scott, is it always heavy metal? Can it be jazz guys too? That sure, trash it? that trash. Whoever <laughs> trashed it. I played a Marshall the yeah, other day. Yeah. You saw the picture. Yeah, right? yeah, I did. But you know, it's just that you never know when you're gonna because the condition of the tubes and tube amps makes a huge difference. And yeah. if the amp is dead because the tubes are dead, in fact, I mean, I can't count the times where they have actually sent me amps from some rental thing, and they don't even work. Yeah. Like you plug into it and nothing happens. And I go, what the fuck? Like, now here's, we went all the way from the hotel to the venue for sound check. <laughs> and I don't have an amp to play through because no one <laughs> fucking checked to see if this amp worked. Right? And then we have to wait for the cartridge company to get their shit together and get an amp there that does work. Right? That's why we usually ask for two. But even I've had times where two amps came and they were both blown up. Was that in Jersey? <laughs> no, it's in Europe. It's, it's in Europe. Stuff like yeah. that. But I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean, it's just... A, and and there, there you have a perfect reason for one thing you can say about the quilter. If you like the sound you get, which I personally thought that I was getting a... A very good hey, sound. I was getting I'm a spanking very, country sound out of it. it I, yeah, awesome. I felt like it was getting me what yeah. I needed, and it's consistent, and it's trustworthy, yeah. and, I'm not gonna and play. it's lightweight. And yeah. I'm not going to say, I'll tell you the truth, 
it was a good tone. It wasn't the exact same tone as my Pro Reverb. No, it's not. But, you know, in some ways that's a good thing because sometimes my Pro Reverb sounds like shit and sometimes it sounds great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and being a jazz musician and living on the whole idea of, well, whatever guitar I've got, whatever amp i got, I'm going to make good music out of this and do the best. Because, let's face it, the room has as much to do with your sound as anything else does. You know, Or, or a loud drummer versus a soft drummer. And there's a million variables here and it comes down to your ears your heart and your hands you know and making the shit work that's what jazz is about that's what that's what wayne shorter would tell you that's what herbie hancock would tell you that's what charlie parker would tell you so like let's all take a pill well i gotta say that i gotta be the devil's advocate here and say that if i had to play a gig with the quilter i'd be in real big trouble okay because it just can't do what I need that amp to do. It can't do it. It can't do the... Right, so you, you'd it. have to yeah. adjust what you yeah, do. I'd really have to but adjust. I think I those would, guys you know. set out to try yeah. and No, no, that amp, was, that amp was built for yeah. people like me. It wasn't yeah. built for people like you. Yeah. But you know? the thing is, is that I could get like a Marshall JCM 800 or a 900 or a 2000 or a TSL or even the new ones made in Vietnam... Yeah. And I could make do. You know, it wouldn't be as good as what I'm used to, but I could, the I could easily do the same thing would be gig. true if I got yeah. one of those yeah. amps and I was on the gig. Yeah. I could make do with it. I'm, I'm sure that it wouldn't yeah. be yeah. what I wanted either. You know, yeah. but I would make do because I'm a musician. Yeah. And, you know, but, I can get a sound. But yeah. I'm sure, like, playing with the Quilter amp, I know I could probably take that into a small club and it would... It would be good. I promise you it would. I promise yeah. you it would. Yeah. It's, but, I mean, so for somebody to just... If I was going to do a Led Zeppelin for somebody gig, I wouldn't even think of using that. For somebody yeah. to characterize it as shit without having played it. And I never said it was shit. No, you didn't. Said, no, you didn't. I, I no. think it's actually a really good this, amp. No, I'm this guy did. This guy did. I'm talking about, I'm talking yeah, about Mr. Mr. Man here. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Man. <laughs> you know, I mean... I was actually very it Because he's going to put words in your mouth. Because he just wants to hear... That it's got to be this and it's got to be that, and I got to tell you one thing: the only thing it's got to be is a good guy driving the bus. Well, that's absolutely true. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I can't tell you on the road how different every night is sound-wise, not just because of the room, but because of lots of different amps that I have to play. That you know, lots of not only the condition of the amp, but if they can't find that amp and they have to get something that's like, okay, Similar, you can't get right. this, get this. But the tone is still in your fingers and you have to do the gig. Exactly. And you do the gig. Exactly. And, 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 a lot, and there's been a lot of times where I've had really good gigs on gear that's not what I wanted. And really but, shitty gigs on gig gear yeah, that you really yeah, want. Yeah, absolutely. So my yeah. point, that's exactly my point. And like for mm -hmm. all, that's what, I'm, what I mean when I say, yeah, let's yeah. all take a pill on this yeah. stuff. This, that's true. On to the next email. All right, you, I feel better guitarists, now. Guitarists you, are funny like that. If you ever read any, well, I don't know if you, you probably don't get this on your page, Scott, but any forums and that about players where people will say, I'll be talking about one player and someone will jump in and go, yeah, but Eddie Van Halen would have kicked this guy's ass. There's always people compare. Everyone's got their favorite player that wants to throw in. It's like, yeah, yeah. that more happens on YouTube. Yeah. You know, when you're seeing YouTube videos yeah. and you read it's the hilarious. comments. Yeah, and, it's hilarious. And then you just get compared to everybody. Like, I've got a YouTube channel. So, 
you know, and I honestly don't go in and read the, the comments very much because I don't really want to know what people say. <laughs> but, 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 hey man, uh, nor should you care. You know, they, they oftentimes they get in arguments about who's better, me or somebody else. And that's Such why I don't even. That's why argument. I don't even like to look look at the comments because sometimes it gets so stupid that that you know I I had to call one guy uh, about a week ago because I saw a little red number on my YouTube page and I hate that and I just want to get rid of it so I clicked on it. Red number. It, there's a little red number on the top of your YouTube page that means you have a message. I oh, think. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I just clicked it, and it wasn't a message. Somehow it took me to the comment section. Right. And somebody said, boy, Henderson must be really, have really le leading a rough life or, a, or a, something like that because he looks terrible. He it's, it's not just age. It looks like he's really had a rough, like living a hard life, <laughs> you know? And, and it's guitar wig. And I said, and I said, <laughs> you know, I just went on and I called him on it. I said, you know, I don't give a shit if you don't like the way I've aged. You know, <laughs> I don't care. But when you say hard life, does that mean you're accusing me of like being a drunk or a drug addict or something? Because because I'm totally against alcohol abuse and drug abuse, and I live a really clean, pretty healthy life, except for the occasional Taco Bell like tonight. <laughs> you know, but but you know, I mean. You don't just accuse somebody of that. It's like if you don't, if you think they're aging badly, I, I don't really give a fuck what you think. But don't tell me like I'm drinking and abusing my body. I don't smoke, drink, or do drugs. Well, that's the so that's the problem. Well, maybe you, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess maybe I'd look better if I, I did. Can't.